This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. I feel like we just did this. I, is that our... Yeah. This, this yeah. is our thing. This is it? Uh, look, look. Oh. You're getting bonus. I wanted to take a week off. Yeah. And, like, because we used to upload on Mondays... And we'll say, okay, we'll upload this Monday and next Thursday. But you're like, no, let's just upload this Thursday. So you don't get a fucking open. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm. It's just a lot of stress. Huh. We should go kill some coeds. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Berg. And I am the man of a thousand names, Jackson Wells. You always use the same one. I do. You have don't so I? many of them, you always just use Jackson I Wells. Settled. I settled. I I I got I, I have a horrible, horrible track record of settling <laughs> with the worst. So does this mean that Jackson Wells is the worst? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The only thing we determine that's the worst is who died. Everything else is all something else. That's right, BP. That's right, BP. I don't know why I said BP like that. Just B- call me, call me Brian, Brian Paddington. Okay, Brian Paddington Burke. I like it. Or just BP, whatever. BP, beep, beep, BP, beep. Is my am I coming in? You are coming in. Ah, uh, there is a microphone right in front uh, of your face, and it is working. Okay. So. We, um, like, this is a short week for us, and... Real short. Gonna do a few new things, a few new, uh, topics here. Okay. We have This Week in Murder, of course. We yeah. have, uh, the co-ed killer, Edmund Kemper. That's right, yeah. And then we have Who Died the Worst. And we do. Uh, Ed- Edmund, Edmund, Edmund. Edmund. Edmund Kemper. He, uh, he was on Mindhunter. Not the real guy. Featured. Yeah, he was... Character. It's just a TV show. He's not on there. No. He is still alive, though. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, and that's why I kind of picked him. Mindhunter Season 2 came out about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. I only, I've only watched the first episode, but I really dug the first episode, or the first season. And what really got me into it was his character. The Edmund Kemper character is kind of the engine that makes that first season go. Yeah, he reminds me of, uh, if you've ever watched TNA... Uh, uh, the character Abyss, the wrestler Abyss, um, he he starts doing this other character where he takes the mask off, and he's Joseph Park, Parks, mm-hmm. Park, I believe. Park. His real last name is Parks, but I think that character is Park. Joseph Park, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, yeah, he plays that, and he, that's what he reminds me of. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's like, funny because they're they're both like six eight, something like that. Yeah, I think. Kemper, I believe, is six nine. Six nine. The, the guy that plays him is like eight, six yeah. six six. Okay. Yeah, the actor wasn't as tall, but but they're supposed to be like that, you know, close to that. That mm-hmm. they're both horses. Yeah, so I, and actually, all three of them really. And just talking about like a like just because because you brought up a wrestler. Yeah. And there's that one Ooh, wrestling, wrestling. There's that one wrestling archetype. Going back to yeah Bruiser yeah yeah Brody yeah, yeah. And, that's uh, Seth Rollins. That's the architect. I oh. think. Hmm. Uh, all right. No, but there's that trope of the intelligent monster. 
Right, Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody was the intelligent monster. It was this guy who was just a big guy who was very imposing and scary. But what makes him even scarier is he's not this mindless beast. He's just an, an incredibly intelligent person who, despite that intelligence, isn't ref- and and just seeming refined on on first glance. He's a monster. Yeah, and that's 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 Edmund Kemper, and we'll get to that later. But first, it's this week in murder. This week in murder. Is that our? Yeah. Is that our? It's that's kind of like you know <clears throat> when you have like a you're doing like a rough sketch, like a rough drawing. Uh huh. That's like the rough. That's just a an idea. Like this week in murder. Is that like the placeholder? I don't. Yeah. Until but, we get a new. Like, uh, we got to work on it. This week in murder. It's. Yeah, I think that one. I better. think I was gonna take all the ones you you did there. I'm gonna just mix them together, so you ha- it's almost like your your own backing vocals. Right. I always, I always love those placeholder things that wind yeah. up in something. Like you know, you know that song Jack and Diane, right? The John Mellencamp song with, with the claps. Yeah, and the claps were so- placeholders. Yeah, they were supposed to be taken out, and then they tried taking them out. Like, yeah, the song sucks without the claps. Right. I was like, with the claps. Oh man, we're just. I have a feeling we're going to get like Groucho heavy in this episode. <laughs> oh, I thought you're. I thought you're going to say I'm, get, I'm. I'm getting the feeling we're going to get angry John Cougar Mellencamp fans. Okay. Like, uh oh. Well, not the Mellencamp people. Who who wants that? Not the John Cougar Mellencamp. Kill yourself. <laughs> you have had CKY on the brain this week, dude. I have not stopped listening to '96 Quite Bitter Beings and Attached to the Hip. I can't stop fucking listening to that guy, especially attached to the hip. Can't stop listening to it. Can't do it. Wow. John Cougar Mellencamp Kill Yourself would be a great tour. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to go to that, that should tour. should be a cover band. That should be, yeah. I would go see... I would see go Jack see, and Diane and Attached to the Hip. Yeah, I would go see... Um, or JCMCKY. That, that, would be, that would be the tour name. Jack and Diane are Attached to the Hip. Okay. Yeah. It's just all love songs. I, I just hope I didn't piss off the, uh, the John Cougar Melon camp. Nothing worse than having angry John Cougar fans breathing down your neck. Right. Melon Campions. The Melon Campions. Yeah. I'm that just champ- sounds like you're, um, like you're trying to say Melon Champion. Right. Like, that's the best melon. Yeah. I'm a champion for the Melon Campions. Something like that. What is wrong with us today? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. So instead of talking about uh, cougars, we should probably talk about pit bulls. Yes. That is our first uh, story in This Week in Murder. Comes via People magazine. Owner of pit bulls that killed nine-year-old Detroit girl is charged with murder. On Thursday, this is this past Thursday, a a week ago, if you're listening to the day this episode premieres, Wayne County prosecutor Kim Worthy. We're not worthy. Announced that 33-year-old Pierre Cleveland, fake name, <laughs> will face charges. It sounds like it sounds like something a football player, like a, a Canadian football player, would like. He's Pierre Cleveland. Yeah, he went from the Montreal Alouettes to the Browns. Right. Yeah, he's Pierre Cleveland. Je m'appelle Pierre Cleveland. Ah, uh, but he will face charges of second-degree murder, involuntary yeah. manslaughter. And having a dangerous animal causing death. His cash bond was set at $2 million, according to the Detroit Free Press. Okay, so I just want to point out here that uh, it says dangerous animal causing death. Mm -hmm. Uh, In this case, it's the dog, uh, these specific dogs are dangerous. Not that 
pipples uh-huh. are a, a dangerous breed. So I just want to I just want to point that out there. And that's good because I make jokes about the John Cougar Mellencamp people, but I'm more afraid of pit bull owners than pit bull dogs. Because they get fucking territorial about that shit. I am more afraid of ECW's pit bulls. And there's only one left. Right, yeah. Man. Did I tell you? We talked. Yeah, well, you knew that. Uh, Anthony Durrani, pit bull 2, worked with my dad. Yeah, good friend of your dad. You worked at like uh, someplace in Philly, right? Yeah, it was the... uh, as a matter of fact, it's where I worked. My my dad worked. My mom. Oh, Fruit my, and Proto Center, right? Yeah, the Fruit and Proto Center. Yeah, my okay. stepdad. My aunt worked there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So go ahead. No, the thing I was saying, just going back to the uh, the pit bull thing, like you have to you have to walk on eggshells when you're talking about fucking pit bulls. With well, I I think it's I think it's the it's the same thing. Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> I'm dying. I usually look at you like can't can't you hold your coughs in until like after the show, and then mm-hmm. here I am. I have a I have a touch of the uh sir i would touch the, the cancer oh okay yeah the lung cancer i hope i don't have a touch of the lung cancer because that would suck i don't need a round two right you know what i mean no. uh round one isn't even fun no round one wasn't fun i guess for me what i always say is it wasn't the cancer that bothered me it was the surgery yeah and the re- the recovery eventually that- the cancer would have bothered you though eventually yeah um Pitbull owners, I think, have every right to be because the, it, because pitbulls themselves get a bad rap. It's they like, do. You're it's right. like You're it's it's right. like yeah, these are the these are the you know the worst type of dog. They're vicious. They're aggressive. Yes, they can be vicious and aggressive if they don't have a good owner. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why pitbull owners get so upset. Um, you know, it's tough. I guess it's a it's a good argument both ways. Like, because there are cer- certain dogs that just really aren't aggressive at all. Like, your dog. Yeah, he is. Your he dog. Is sleeping. Doesn't know. No, he's awake. Oh, yeah. His eyes are open. <laughs> he might as well be sleeping. He's just chilling. He just, he's the least aggressive dog I've ever met. My dog will go, you know, like, but that's it. You know? Mm-hmm. She's, she doesn't bite. She doesn't nip. She She's playful, but... Like pitbulls, yeah, I, I am more scared of pitbulls than I am other dogs. But it may just be because of society, like uh, you know, people telling me that they're scary dogs. Yeah, it's a, there's a stigma attached. My 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 grandmother owned a pitbull. Uh, his name is King, because I think like any dog she ever had, she called King. Really? Yeah, it was one of those deals. Like my mom had two different uh, uh, cocker spaniels named Mindy. Oh, okay. It's like get original. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. get original. I, d- I don't understand why they both have... One, I don't understand why it ever had to be Mindy to begin with. Horrible name. Mm-hmm. I knew a girl, a fat girl. Sorry. Uh, this is gonna... <laughs> I knew a fat girl named Mindy when I was, like, 18. I called her Grandma Pumpernickel. Okay. That's what I called her, because she looked like an old piece of Pumpernickel grandmother. I don't know what that even means, but that's what I called her. I think the only way I would be okay with a dog being named Mindy is if you had another dog named Mork. Then I'm cool with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, attorney Emmett Greenwood pleaded not guilty on behalf of Cleveland, who kept his head lowered and spoke once to say, my condolences to the family, the Detroit News reports. Well, it's not like he was like, you know, sick him and, 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 yeah. and, and sent his dogs after this girl, you know, so, but of course they're going to, 
they're going to look at him right and and you know as like hey this is your fault mm-hmm. because if you would have taken these you know different uh steps and you know put up a fence or you know put your dogs on leashes or something right and that's what the, the prosecutors are contending that uh because cleveland's dogs did attack nine-year-old emma hernandez on monday around 4 p.m as she was riding her bike in the alley behind his house right and at that thursday arraignment prosecutors said cleveland knew the dogs were aggressive and didn't take action to appropriately contain them quote he knew the backyard was not secure assistant prosecuting attorney barbara Lan- lanning stated and i agree with that to a degree um just because personally i know we have a next door neighbor that likes to have their dog run free yeah and if that dog ever goes goes near me or my dog or your dog or your kids it's fucking on yeah like um it's it's a it's a tough thing though because it's like one one hand you're looking at it you're like no this person didn't intend for this to happen but at this, like on the other hand, you have to be re- a responsible dog owner. Right. Uh, case in point, there was a um, there was a, a dude that was just killed here the other day. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it was like the night of, um, like so Saturday. Sa- I think it was Saturday night going into Sunday. Okay. Um, did you hear about this? No. Yeah, uh, dude was shot in, in Gordon. Okay. Okay. So right by um where my mom lives i wasn't it wasn't me i was busy hanging with crowbot uh so this dude a lot of people knew him around here a lot of people were friendly i did hear about this i think a lot of people were friendly with him i think i I actually played i played pokemon go with him oh wow okay yeah yeah i i I didn't know him but i played pokemon go with him like in 2016 Uh uh-huh uh that's the only like that's how i recognize him when i saw his face i was like holy shit that dude I'm like, damn. So apparently, this is the the story that I've read. He, they were like an American Legion or something like that. It was him and this other dude named Grady, mm-hmm. the last name Grady. Um, they were, uh, they were bouncing from like that. They were drinking. Dude had like one one account says ten beers, another one says eleven, whatever. It doesn't matter. They bounced from like this American Legion to like the one dude's house, the dude who got shot, and then from that house to the other house to this Grady dude's house, which apparently they go there like every Sunday, they're friends, they hang out, they go there to play like, uh, or to sing karaoke and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess the dude that, that got killed, he asked the other guy who owns the house to see the shotgun. Oh, he wanted to see no. a shotgun. And so Grady, I guess, takes a shotgun out. And apparently as he's going to give it to him, the shotgun goes off. Jeez. And, shoots the dude who dies in the neck mm-hmm. um fucking awful i just that's what i was saying like with the with the dog stuff it's the same thing man you have to be a responsible owner whether it's a uh, a dog or a gun or anything like if you have a parent yeah uh you you have but but in this case this this grady guy he's drunk he has a loaded weapon dude you got to be a responsible gun owner. Like you can't be fucking around with, with loaded weapons when you're drunk. You know, so it is what it is. It happened. You can't take it back. The dude's dead. Uh, I guess that guy will never fucking do that again, huh? Oh, the 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 guy. Yeah, it's fucking just a bad story all around. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, uh, and this is more of a uh, 
kind of follow up on the, on the mass shootings thing. And uh, this isn't one of the mass shootings we covered, but it was another mass shooting very recently in, in the United States. Uh, this is a follow-up via the Associated Press. Feds seek death penalty in Pittsburgh synagogue massacre. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember... The thing I remember most is the lo- the like logo, the symbol it came out with later, where it's like the Pittsburgh Steel logo, or the, I guess more people now know it as the Pittsburgh Steelers logo, where it's like that circle with the uh, like a red, a yellow, and a blue... Uh, like the star. Like a star. Yeah. And one of them is a Star of David. I think it's like a blue Star of David or something oh, like cool. that that they had after this. But yeah, there there was this mass shooting in a, in a synagogue, so let's jump right in again. This is via the Associated Press. A man charged with killing 11 people in a Pittsburgh synagogue should face the death penalty if convicted, federal prosecutors said in a court filing Monday. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Pittsburgh filed a notice of intent to seek the death penalty against 46-year-old Robert Bowers in last year's attack. The government filing said justification for a death sentence included allegations of substantial planning and premeditation, the vulnerability and number of victims, and a motivation of religious hostility. It also listed the injury, harm, and loss caused to the victims and the choice of the Tree of Life synagogue as the site of the attack. The notice accused Bowers of targeting the worshippers, quote, in order to maximize the devastation, amplify the harm of his crimes, and instill fear within the local, national, and international Jewish communities. Bowers has pleaded not guilty and awaits trial. His lawyers did not return messages seeking comment. A spokeswoman for U.S. Attorney Scott Brady declined to discuss the filing. Prosecutors wrote that the death penalty will be justified if Bowers is convicted of obstruction of free exercise of religious beliefs, resulting in death or of using a gun to commit a crime of violence. Which I believe, if he did do the shooting, he did use a gun to commit a crime of violence. And the death penalty thing, that does kind of come into play here. Because right now, there is death, a death penalty stat thing on the books for Pennsylvania, but we're, as long as the current governor is governor, not executing people. But the federal death penalty, they brought it back. They've been using it more frequently. There's like We went over it a couple shows ago, a month ago, maybe a little bit more, where they have some executions scheduled. So that may come into play here. Cause it, and it does seem like they are trying to really go after people who are killing people in places of worship and and things like that with it. Yeah. So moving on, our final story in this week in murder, not a murder, but definitely a story worth getting into. Newlyweds killed in collision only moments after wedding. Boy, we have some happy stories this week. (laughs) This is a bucket of laughs, this one. A barrel of laughs, even. No, it's just a bucket, that's why. So... So I looked over this today. Uh, I'm looking over it, and I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> this is not going to be uh, a laugh-fucking-fest. Uh, I don't know. Like, some of them, it's like, okay, you can... You're, you're never laughing at the victims. You don't yeah. want it. That's that's the that's the problem. If you say, like, some, some people, like, the, you know, they like to get... I don't want to say butt hurt, but it's like, you know, you can't joke about certain things. Like, oh, you shouldn't joke about that because, you know, people died. It's like, I get that. I get I get that you're upset, but I think that you need to be able to still make light of certain situations. Mm-hmm. Again, not the people dying, but certain things like, like uh, you know, somebody dies by Albert Fish. 
You know, there's going to be a joke you're going to make because his name is Albert fucking Fish. That one, we're, I think this is our 34th episode. That one is still the worst one for me. He is the scummiest of the scumbags we've ever covered, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but, but my, my, my point is, is that you're, we're never making fun of the victims, which, which is also why I, I always say I'm not okay with, People putting somebody like Albert Fish or Manson or, you know, people like that. And Kemper. Uh, on, yeah. But you don't really see anybody walking I around. I think with, he's getting more play now because of the Mindhunter show and right. things like that. And th- but the thing is, is, is that I think it's it's one thing to do it if you're if you're rocking a shirt with the character. Because the people on the show are, you know, the, the victims in the show are... I don't know. It's 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 a tough one. But if you're walking around with with Mar- uh, Marilyn Manson, uh, Charles Manson on your show, uh, shirt, I'm a fucking mushmouth today. It's fine. I'm a mushmouth. If you're walking around with Charles Manson on your shirt, I think it's disrespectful as fuck to the victims and the victims' families. I've I've said that before. Yeah, I, I always maintain that stance. Like yeah, it's a bit of a slap in the face. Anytime Not I see a bit of it is. Anytime I see people wearing that stuff, like it's and it's typically. Uh, people in the horror community i'm like you think i don't think that's cool like why do you think it's cool to walk around with a guy who raped or a guy who killed or excuse me or whatever like why why are we doing this why do we think that this is cool yeah i agree i agree and i think because i think because what they're doing is is they're they're making it like it's a character like they see some of these people as a Mm-hmm. As as a character, yeah, they're they're being fictionalized and right and hero worshipped. Yeah, so that that happens all the time. Yeah, so so let's get back to uh, this really funny story. Uh, yeah, oh. this is a this is hilarious. It's worth a lot of chuckles. I think what we need to do. I'll, 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 let's get through the story. Then I think I'll I'll go over what I think we need to do. I'm going to spring this on you right on the on the recording. Okay. Uh newlyweds killed in collision only moments after wedding. <laughs> I don't. I'm not laughing. This oh. is via KDFM, which I believe was a music group in the '90s. Oh, this is that KFDM. You mean? It, was it a KMFDM or something like that? I forget. Well, you said KDFM. KFDM is uh KFDM. I'm sorry, is the uh, correct thing? I, I haven't mis mis uh, labeled. We can't say shit notes. today. It's KFDM, which is a television network in in Texas. This is coming from Orange County, Texas. A 19-year-old man and... Yeah, by the way, it was KMFDM. Yes. Yeah, they were the German uh, industrial band. I When I worked at UPS, I worked with a dude who was a huge KMFDM fan. He always wore, like, their T-shirts. Because mm-hmm. we worked uh, we worked inside, so we didn't have to wear, like, you know, the brown uniform or anything. Right. Um, he was really, really, really in the uh, KMFDM and the movie Eraserhead. Oh, the David Lynch movie. All yeah. Right. Yeah, he was really into that. So. Seems like a really cheerful guy. He wasn't. I, I was being facetious. Yeah, he wasn't. I'm, I'm not being facetious. He was a really miserable. And I was like the only dude he liked. Oh, okay. That's always nice. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking says a lot about me. Yeah. You know? Since you can open your heart to anyone. It's like if Edmund Kemper is like, I fucking despise everybody in the world i want to murder everybody but i like you jack i would be like the fuck did i do what did i do wrong <laughs> why why the fuck 
Why is it? Why do you have to like? Uh, then again, I'm like, shit, I might be saved. Yeah, you know what I mean. He might not. I don't think Kemper. I don't think your Kemper's type as far as who we kill. We'll maybe, get it. Yeah, I have supple fucking lips. That, that's true. And great breasts. Are you a co-ed? Could be. It could be. So, uh, as I said, a 19-year-old man and a 20-year-old bride died only minutes after their wedding in Orange County when their car and a pickup truck collided as they were leaving the Justice of the Peace courtroom and pulling onto a highway. The sister and the mother of the groom called told KFDM, Fox 4 News, that they were behind the newlyweds' car and witnessed the crash, and the same Justice of the Peace who married the couple went to the scene when they were killed. Hmm. Harley Joe Morgan... He sounds 19. like he would have killed someone. No, he was killed. Well, 19, you know, maybe, maybe it's maybe see, see this is because if I make jokes, I'm gonna fucking make some fucked up jokes. When I hear a name like Harley Joe Morgan out of Texas, I'm like, oh, he was 19. He died in a car accident. We just saved a president. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like we just like did we, did we save a president or did we lose a future NWA World Heavyweight Champion? I I think when you go with this something like the two names like that like Harley Joe Billy yeah. Bob you know it always sounds bad when you have a Timmy Earl unless you have a cool like refined name like Brian Paddington Burke right that doesn't sound like a killer right which no. is good because I'm not sounds like it's a killer with the ladies yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. the ladies love BP where if your LLBP. name is LLBP 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 cool J that doesn't work. Where if your name is Jackson Thousand Names Wells, it's, uh, nobody's nobody's gonna think nobody's gonna think that guy's gonna kill a president. They're gonna go. There's he's really 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 sexy. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ladies love names like Jack and Jackson. They love it. And Paddington. Yeah, they all love Paddington. Yeah, we're just we're all about the ladies. And some of the men. We're gonna get that trim. So Harley Joe Morgan, 19, and Rhiannon Boudreau Morgan. Is that how you said the last name? Boudreau, I believe. Oh, the last name? Morgan. That's how you say that. Now, here's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious because you... Okay, so when you take the last name, uh-huh. it has zero to do with the church. Yeah. Right. And by the way, if your last name is Boudreaux and you're marrying a Morgan, keep Boudreaux. It's a cool ass French name. It's Cajun as shit. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Rhiannon Boudreaux. Boudreaux. Sounds like one of the seven sisters in New Orleans or something. Yeah. And then you take Morgan and it's like, oh god, I don't I don't like I don't like the name Morgan. I am getting that serial killer vibe now too, because of Dexter Morgan. Right. Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. Dexter Joe Morgan. And where where are they from? Uh, Vidor, Texas. Sounds like a made-up, like, fantasy name. Or Vider. I'm gonna guess in Texas. Vider! I'm from Vider. Vider, Texas. They died in a collision. If it was a fantasy, it would be Vidor. Vidor. I am from the kingdom of Vidor. I don't, um, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I get a very, like, we, we may have prevented, like, a, the next Hitler. Maybe. I, I wouldn't try. I wouldn't really be too scared of a of a dictator named Harley Joe. See, I would. Uh, but they both died in a collision in the twenty three hundred block of Highway eighty seven South at about three p.m. Friday as they were pulling out of the private drive of the Justice of the Peace. Joy Dubose Simonton, who doesn't sound intimidating at all. Sorry, Joy. Joy Dubose Simonton, and 
Bord, 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 Boudreaux, I believe. Boudreaux. What is up with these fucking French names? Like, I get it if this if, might be an area of Texas that's close to Louisiana. I was gonna maybe. say, like, yeah, maybe if it was in like you know Nolens. Yeah, so they were exiting this private drive where the Justice of the Peace was when the vehicles collided. The young couple died at the scene. The man driving the pickup truck wasn't hurt. Fucking just married, nineteen and twenty years old. That's and all. They're that's fucking awful. Dead. It's awful. And I and I, I feel like I, I got an ache in the pit of my stomach from these stories. So I think what we need to do next week for our next episode, next Thursday, the first murder my dude of September, we got to bring it back. What's that? We got to have a Florida man game. Oh, snap. I We got to have a just a, as a palate cleanser. We got to do a Florida man game next week. Okay. All right. That, that'll take the place of what I had planned. What did you have planned? I wanted to do a segment called Out There. Okay. Um, we could do both, because Florida Man doesn't last as long as this. We'll just scrap this week and murder next week, so you can do your little Out There thing, and we'll do a Florida Man We'll game. see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not I'm not 100% on that. Let's not put in Out There when I don't want to put in Out There, we'll okay? We'll put it in pencil. Well, um, do you remember what Out There was? I remember we did a podcast called Out There. Yeah, right? we did a po- That's exactly what it was. So Out There had a double meaning. It was like, Out There as in, like, this is weird. Also out there is like, are the answers out there? Uh, we would talk conspiracies, aliens, stuff like that. Uh, we talked in one episode where uh, there was this girl who was talking to me about uh, conspiracies. What was the last conspiracy that, that we that we talked about? I don't remember. What the heck was it? I don't want to. I don't want to go back through my uh, dating app to f- to find it. Um. Was it NASA? I think it was. Oh, on this show we did NASA. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I was. That's what I'm talking about. I thought you meant on out there. No, like, no, no, no. Years no, ago. No, 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 no. On, on this show, it was. It was the. Um. It was. I think it was the NASA episode. Well, anyway, I just got a message about some other thing, and I was like, "Wow, man! All right." Because I love talking conspiracy stuff. Uh huh. I love it. You know, whether whether I believe in it or not. Uh, I just think they're interesting to talk about. So I was like, maybe I should do like a little segment called out there and, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about something, some case. I don't know. I was like, maybe we'll do that. We'll see. When it strikes your fancy, we shall. Yeah. So maybe you'll hear it next week. Maybe you won't. But what you will 100% hear is the Florida man game. It will be uh, returning to murder my dude for episode 35. Maybe every five episodes we'll have a Florida man game. Anything that ends in a five or a zero gets a Florida Man game or something like that. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But right now, I want to talk to you about something else. You got you got a you, you got a couple seconds. I got a few seconds here. I want to talk to you real quick about the Snarkremark dot shop. Okay. The Snarkremark is an Etsy shop offering buttons, lapel pins, magnets, art prints, earrings, greeting cards, vinyl decals, and more. Did you say magnets? I yeah. How do they work? The most popular item is the custom lapel pin uh, with a cutout of your face for $9.99. Are you out of your mind? No, no, no I'm completely. Uh, that's a lie. I'm not completely sane. They even have digital protest signs to download and print yourself in minutes. Do they have signs that say fuck cops? That You could probably get that done. I don't want to. That's disrespectful. Well, I, I, everything's disrespectful, really. Okay. You know, like everybody is going to be anyway. Uh, so the owner of the shop, Tate, uh, is an immensely talented uh, artist. OK, she's immensely talented. She's been my go to artist for a few years. 
Uh, she's reliable and easy to work with and with a five-star average on Etsy to back it up. And these days, that's that's almost impossible because there's always some assholes like, I don't like this one star. Uh, when you go to the... St- <laughs> they hit too close to home. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Add promo code MMD10 for an additional 10% off. Any, you have anything to add there? No, that's a great oh, deal. Okay. Uh, the snark remark dot shop. Give snark, get laughs. I will. So. So. We've brought everybody down by talking about I just a horrible a, I just thing. Just broke a fork. You just broke a fork. Just broke a fork. Things are going bad, but things came back up because now our listeners can get 10% off some sweet, sweet artwork, some protest signs and shit. All right, I'm down. Yeah. So let's jump into our featured attraction of the week. The co-ed killer himself. We've been talking about him a little bit on and off. Now we're going to get way into this. Edmund Kemper. Yeah. We've been doing this show long enough. We've covered enough serial killers to know that an abusive upbringing is a shared trait among a lot of them. And my family. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that, I think that's the payoff, is you just start killing people when we find out it's you. That's, hey, that's hey, the ultimate payoff Hey, the wait, let's just get to it real quick. What year is he born? He was born in 1948. Uh, what year was my dad born? 1948. Okay. And Edmund Kemper was the middle child between two sisters. His life was defined in large part by his relationship with his mother. Like a lot of serial killers, Ed Gein... Maybe he even wasn't a serial killer, but whatever. And um, Kemper described his mother as an abusive alcoholic. She called him a weirdo. She ridiculed him for his size. He was always a very large boy and a large man eventually. He was a hoss. He was a hoss. He was very tall. And his mother would tell him no woman would ever love him. And even, like, his, he had some half-brothers and some, like, family friends or thing. And, and they're all like, his mother was an awful person. And to note, Edmund, as we were saying, was always large for his age. He grew eventually to be six foot nine and just under 300 pounds as an adult. I think by the time he was like 13, he was six five. He was a big boy. So after moving to Montana following her divorce of Edmund's father, Charnel Kemper started to force 10 year old Edmund at the time to live in the basement of their home because she was afraid that he was going to either harm or more likely sexually assault his two sisters. By the way, his two sisters were kind of assholes too. His older sister... Was a Cowboys fan? Not that bad. Oh. His older sister uh, tried to drown him in a pool once. Tried to push him in front of a train. So this guy had a lot of... He was dealing with a lot of Tried to send him to church. Tried to send him to church. Tried to make a roof for the Washington Redskins. A lot of bad things were happening. Sorry, Tony. Um, so, well, that kind of parental rejection probably contributed to Edmund's mental issues. There were definitely reasons for concern. Edmund was a, an odd duck, I, I guess you could say. I thought he was a human. and He was an odd human. Mm. While Edmund was very young, his sisters discovered that he had a schoolboy crush on one of his teachers and teasingly asked him why he didn't just kiss her. Did you ever have a schoolboy crush on any teachers? Yeah. When I was in third grade, we had a student teacher. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, forget her name, but yeah, we I, I did. And uh, so when they're talking to Edmund about this crush and why he doesn't just kiss his teacher, he goes, uh, if I kiss her, I'd have to kill her first. Romance. Mm-hmm. 
That 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 trademark Kemper wit right there. I like it. Groucho Marx has got nothing on Evan Kemper. <laughs> I guess you, but I have to kill you first. Yeah, it does. <laughs> definitely does come across as Groucho esque. Yeah, and um, Edmund later told doctors and police that as a boy he dreamed of killing his mother. And it just goes to show you, spoiler alert, dreams do come true. He also cut the heads off of his sister's dolls. He played a game with his sisters. Uh, he called it gas chamber most of the time. Sometimes it was electric chair. No matter what it was, they would blindfold him and then lead him to a chair and sit him down in the chair. And he would writhe in pain for a while and then play dead. And this was Edmund Kemper's favorite game as a, as a kid. Okay. Not the best upbringing, uh, so maybe we can see why... Could they not afford Twister? Probably not. His mother was an alcoholic, was probably all going to booze. Like many who'd graduated into being serial killers, he started by harming animals. Uh, The first thing he did with that is he buried one of the family cats alive, and then dug it up, and acted like nothing happened. And then he butchered another family cat... Pet Cemetery. The Kemper years. (laughs) And then he butchered another uh, another cat with a knife a few years later, which goes to show you, even though he's a serial killer, he's not all bad. He's not hurting dogs. Did he? At We're least... gonna get shit for that. By the way, cat people are nuts. <sighs> Finally, I'm the bad guy. You don't like cats. I do not like cats. I detest cats. Yeah. Uh, so eventually, Edmund ran away and tried to live with his father, who had no interest in raising in the troubled young man. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> he probably should have with dead cats. I would have took him in. Father. I could use Edmund Kemper right cats, now. I have cats, father. I could use Edmund Kemper right now. Hmm. He's an exterminator. I just want him to come over and fillet some cats for me. I don't want to eat them. I just oh, want them wait, gone. you wouldn't eat a cat? Try it. What about dogs? No, see? no, never. See, this is... I, I don't would like, never eat anything I like. I don't like this double that, standard. That's not true. I like pigs. You like fucking cows. I like cows. Yeah, cows like- are... Cool. I'm ambivalent toward chickens. I can take them or leave them. I uh, I talked to somebody before that ate a um, ate a dog. Really? Not a whole dog, but like tried dog tried dog meat. Yeah. If you're gonna eat a whole dog, it better be a small breed. Cause like I know, looking at my dog, I see your dog. That, that's a big meal. That's a big meal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those people where I would try any meat. I would try anything. Even and, human. Right? Uh, yes, anything. I would try. Not like, hey, let's go kill a person and fucking, like, I'm going to have a buffet of humans. Uh, but uh, I would, no, if if it was like some, like like a little piece of meat, like on a toothpick, uh-huh. and it was like, all right, this is human, like, as long as I knew that it was clean and, you know, and cooked, like, well, whatever, I don't know. Like, yeah, I would definitely try it. I would try any kind of meat. I know that sounds insane, but I, I wouldn't. Now that like, you've said this, would you like to plug your Plenty of Fish page? yes okay go ahead <laughs> um this is the ad read episode so no Etsy but and, here's and the thing anger. here's the thing i don't want a human hoagie right mm. yeah slice it thin yeah if you had to have a human hoagie mm-hmm. what kind of condiment do you think you would put on it? um i think mustard i think human and mustard no, first okay. of all ho- mustard doesn't belong on a hoagie at all Okay. Um. So oil or mayo? We're going. We're going mayo. Mayo. Yeah, mayo. Yeah, you don't want oil. It'd be all slithery. Unless it's gonna be like a hot thing. So we're we're supposed to take. It would be like ham. So it would be like yeah, human and cheese with with mayo. Yeah. Lettuce. P- 
pickles, you know, tomato, oregano. Yeah. Okay. Maybe if you put all that stuff on it, I would reconsider. Yeah. So, back to Edmund Kemper. Enough of our psychosis. Let's get back to his. At this point, the teenage... Psychosis, hypnosis. He's a great wrestler. Oh, that was all dandy. At this point, the teenage Edmund Kemper had discovered guns, but his grandparents took them away from him when they discovered he'd been spending his time on their farm shooting birds and small animals. Somebody at some point is going to go, all right, he's mentioned eating fucking human flesh on two different shows. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I think we have a cannibal on our hands. It's not like that. I would just only eat it. I told you on a fucking... uh, like a, a toothpick. Like a little skewer? Like, a, a toothpick. Which, and a moose-bouche of human. And I am known to chew a toothpick. And a moose-bouche. I just like saying that word. Yeah. You would just eat free-range human that died on its own accord. You don't want human that was hunted for its food, right? Um. Or you do, oh, you just don't care? Okay. I don't care. I'm offering you an out here. And no, you're not no, taking it. No, 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 no. No, no, you didn't, you didn't let me finish. There's another option, too. There's like, you know, maybe somebody that was like killed... Like a serial killer or something like that. Yeah, I would eat. I would, would you eat, eat Edmund Kemper? Fuck yeah. Okay. He's old now, though. It's true. Yeah, you want to say you want him young. Uh, that didn't come out right. <laughs> right. All right. Just going to stand back here and let you dig this hole a little more. Uh, that's where I'm, I'm letting getting, you finish. Where do you think I'm getting my meat from? You, you eat, you're eating the hole? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, my grandmother. How you know it's not going to be my own? How you know it's not going to be my fucking rotting diabetic foot? Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to use a lot of oregano All on right. that. You know what? Let's just keep going. This <laughs> is taking a turn. So uh, this, um, so they took away his guns after they were shooting farm animals. Good. Uh, so why not humans, too? On August 27th, 1964. 15- Take away his humans. He did. He took away his own humans. 15-year-old Edmund's disturbing behavior reached new heights when he shot his grandmother following an argument. Despite the first Is shot that a being... learner? Well, she didn't learn anything. She got shot in the head. Oh. She forgot a lot of things, because she's dead now. Right. Despite the first shot being a kill shot to the head, Edmund shot his grandmother twice more in the back and stabbed her several times. Yeah. Edmund's grand... She won't argue anymore, will she? No, she won't. Edmund's grandfather had been shopping, and he was also shot in the driveway upon returning. Poor guy. Edmund would later tell police that he wanted to see what it would feel like to kill his grandmother, and then he killed his grandfather so he wouldn't know what he had done. Oh, I see. Like, he didn't want him to know. He didn't want the grandfather to know. Yeah, so he just shot him. Right. And he didn't like his grandmother. His grandmother was very domineering. he he, He couldn't say something like, Grandfather, grandmother ran away. She went off to Wisconsin. She went to live on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what She's they told me when I put my my uh, my dad's dog to sleep after he died. Yeah, he went to live on a farm. Yeah. Those things. She, grandmother left. She's not here anymore. She's going to get to run now in the fields. She's running in Wisconsin. She can't even walk. How's she going to run in the fields in Wisconsin? Well, he was a genius. He was, yeah. And we're getting there. Uh, Edmund was put into the custody of the California Youth Authority and diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. They also determined that he had a genius it's level IQ. It's fun to say until why? Or CYA? CYA? I don't know. I'm trying to play a game here. Do you think they used to sing that? Like, they take it all these crazy... I think this predates the village people. Oh, man. I think this is pre-village people. I know it's hard to think of a world without them, but things happened it's when the to, village people came together. It's fun to stay at the C-Y-A. Hey. 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 
Hmm. It doesn't I, work. I've seen there like most things you see about Kemper's IQ says it was uh, one forty five. I've seen other things that said one thirty three. Either way, he's a very smart man. Yeah, a very very. Yeah, he's smart al- man. he's almost at my level. Yeah, just the other way. Oh yeah, yeah. He's all, he's around my level. Yeah, maybe. Uh so after the battery of tests, Edmund was sent to a Tascadero State Hospital where the most dangerous of mentally ill criminals in California were housed. Edmund used his advanced intelligence to game the tests. He kind of figured out what the doctors were looking for and could appear sane. And he became a very favored patient, a very trusted patient among the hospital staff. He was very intelligent. His calm demeanor helped out. So young Edmund wound up as the head patient working in the psychological testing lab. He would administer tests to other patients, and he later claimed to take enjoyment and hearing people who were locked up for rape and other sex crimes telling the stories of their crimes that wound up putting them away. In many ways, the hospital was the most welcoming home he'd ever had. He's even said in interviews since then, uh, since uh, he was ultimately arrested, that he's probably one of the only people who has good memories of this hospital. Hmm. But after all good things must come to an end, so after just five years in the hospital, after killing his grandparents... Edmund was released under the supervision of his mother, and he was 21 at the time. And this was despite Edmund's doctors and Edmund himself expressing concerns that he may not have been ready. Kemper later on said that he thinks if he would have more, like, parole officers and more people, like, kind of guiding him at this point, he may have turned out okay. That didn't happen. Hmm. Again, if it would have had a happy ending, it wouldn't be on murder, my dude. So, Kemper had his designs at this time after being released on becoming a state trooper. He was kind of really in the law enforcement. But he was told he couldn't join the force due to his height. He was too tall to be a cop. Oh, not, not the fact that he uh, savagely kills his grandmother and grandfather. Now no, they, it has nothing to do with that. Hey, mm-hmm. that seems like regular <laughs> what it takes to be a cop today. Yeah, yeah. You're hired. Would you like to be the chief? So, no. Did you kill your grandparents? Yeah, you're in. So actually, they, that wouldn't have really had an effect unless they just knew him because his record was expunged. Because it was a juvenile offense, his record was expunged. How the fuck is that? That wouldn't happen today, right? No, no. no. He would have been tried as an adult today. Yeah. At 15, yeah, he would have been tried as an adult. They didn't really do that back then. Like, insane. If you, if you did something insane. under 18, you were, you were kind of... It's insane. Yeah. But even though he couldn't uh, he, he couldn't work on the force, he did enjoy hanging around law enforcement. He would hang out at a police bar called the Jury Room, and they would all call him Big Ed. He was like he wasn't like super like friendly friendly with them, but he was acquaintances with a lot of them. They're just like, "Hey, Big Ed's here," okay. and uh, and then I think he did a flip off a of stage and broke a lightning ring. No, that was Big, big Chuck, different Big guy. That was Big Chuck. This is the one that killed people. The other guy is just a guy that has too much fun in the concert. Too much there that I dude again when I saw that guy <laughs> I saw I'm watching he that face is open like yeah like I see Just that I'm pure like euphoria yeah yeah I'm like oh he's he's really enjoying this man he's digging it oh no there he goes <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well at least he didn't uh, do what Edmund Kemper would wind up doing uh well actually for a little while it was okay Edmund wound up working for the California Highway Department and he found a somewhat normal life for a while comparatively speaking he started dating a 16 year old high school student and how old is he at this time he's like like 21 22 okay i think was more accepted at this time absolutely now here's the thing 
Here's the thing. Some people can look at this and go, oh, you know, he was a pedophile. That's not how pedophilia works. Pederast. Uh, no, not even. You look at it. It's not even a pederast. I, I forget what that's that's called. Um, I think pederast is a, it's a certain thing. It doesn't matter. But the thing is, yeah, at that time, it wasn't. It was just it was completely fucking normal for people to do that. I remember my mom was like 14 dating a 19 year old. Mm-hmm. And my mom's 10 years younger than uh, Kemper. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, my dad is 10 years older than my mom. It's, yeah, 16-year-old dating a 21-year-old. Now, I, I remember when I was uh, about 21, there was a dude that was like 21 dating a 16, dating a 16-year-old. And some people were like, yo, that's fucked up. That's, you know, yeah. she's too young. And some other people were like, mind your business. That's fine. Because they, they were, they were really like into each other. Because she was, she was just how old? back then yeah she's just 16 years old leave her alone they said separated by fools who don't even know what love is yet yet but i want you to know all right we can that stop this. edmund kemper oh and the high school student yeah were even engaged for a little bit really but it, it broke off it, it didn't last and uh sometime later edmund got had a few lawsuits out there he got in a few motorcycle accidents that were the other person's fault and he spent <laughs> oh excuse me he spent a piece of a lawsuit settlement on a 1969 Ford Galaxy and a bunch of other odds and ends like tape and knives and things like that that would later become the tools of his trade, handcuffs, stuff like that. The monster had been at bay for a while, but he'd be coming out soon. And hold up here. Was the Ford Galaxy like the go-to car for serial killers back then? Well, I don't know, because the Ford Galaxy was the... Uh the uh the car in andy griffith really because it was yeah. also the car for the son of sam david berkowitz it was just a po- it was a really popular car yeah. at the time it was a com- it'd be yeah, like, they, like having a toyota corolla now or something yeah the, like that, four, the four galaxy was yeah it was the uh the mayberry patrol car oh wow yeah so by his own account edmund picked up about 100 hitchhikers without incident he had designs on maybe doing something but he he suppressed his urges for a time and then Marianne Pesci and Anita Lachesa would not be so lucky the night of... Do you think she sounded like Joe? Probably not. I hope not. She was a young co-ed. They would not be so lucky the night of May 7th, 1972. The two were picked up by Kemper. They were college students picked up by Kemper while hitchhiking. Kemper then took the two to an isolated area and stabbed them to death. They said what he would do is he would act like the car door wasn't shutting right and he would like reach over because his arms were so big and he was so big. And in the locking mechanism, he would put, like, the a cap for, like, chapstick or something like that in there so the lock would stick and they wouldn't be able to open their car door. Hmm. So he would have them trapped in the car and he would dra- drive them to, this, like, an isolated area of the woods, somewhere like that. And in this case, he stabbed them both to death. He stabbed Marianne and Anita to death. And then he brought the corpses back to his apartment where he had sex with them and dismembered the bodies, removing the heads and hands. And that was all done after the fact. There was a close call, though, disposing the bodies here because Kemper's Galaxy was pulled over with Marianne and Anita still in the trunk. Mm. But the police officer never checked the trunk. Uh, they had no reason to. They did find Marianne's head about three months later. Anita's remains to this day have still not been found. And uh, so one one and this is a quote from Edmund Kemper. He was uh, he was interviewed later. One side of me says, I'd like to talk to her, date her. He eventually told Cosmopolitan Magazine. The other side says, I wonder how her head would look on a stick. 
And that quote was later used in the film adaptation of American Psycho, but Christian Bale's Patrick Bateman incorrectly attributes it in the movie to Ed Gein. So I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that's in, yeah. Because as soon as I'm reading the, uh, the head on the stick, I'm like, that was an American Psycho, mm-hmm. but he said Ed Gein. And it was actually Edmund Kemper that said it. Right. But, you know, I think, you know why he may have done this? I don't know. Don't take my word for this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying I, I think why they may have done this. It's because nobody knew who the fuck Edmund Kemper was. Yeah, Ed Gein was much better known. So so you mm-hmm. could just say Ed Gein, you know, because people know his name because of like Texas Chainsaw, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and yeah. things like that. There's a movie called Gein. Well, I think Gein may have come out after that, but. They did a Kemper movie in like 2008, I believe, but it was it's very much regarded as being inaccurate. Right. And uh, just a, a, like a kind of taking a lot of creative license. So on September 14th of the same year, Aiko Koo, a 15-year-old Korean-American dance student, grew tired of waiting for a bus and was picked up by Kemper while hitchhiking. She was then strangled, and Kemper then stopped for drinks while her body was still in the car. And again at this time, Kemper engaged in dismemberment and necrophilia after the fact. Although I think at this point, he didn't go to his apartment. He actually took the body to his mother's house because he still had a room in his mother's house. And Kemper's next victim, Cindy Shaw, was shot dead uh, by Kemper, who then hid her body in a, in a closet in his mother's house overnight. Kemper then the next day dismembered Cindy Shaw in his mother's bathtub, but not before he removed the twenty-two caliber bullet from her body and again had sex with the corpse. Shaw's head was buried in Edmund's mother's garden with her face angled slightly upward toward Clarnell Kemper Stanberg, who was Edmund's mother. Her first name is Clarnell. Uh, he, Edmund angled the head of the, uh, the body upward toward the severed head, I should say, toward his mother's bedroom window because, quote, his mother always wanted people to look up to her. No, this is awful. But when did this happen? This was in 1972, I believe. So it said yeah. September 14th. Mm-hmm. Was the one? Yeah. Oh, that's uh so that was my oldest son's due date. Uh-huh. Um that was my parents' anniversary. Oh wow. And it was my son's grandfather's birthday. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um but it's awful because you're talking about dismembering. I'm like immediately popped in my head it was a September to dismember. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that's terrible. I'm sorry. I apologize. Tons. Wasn't there an old ECW pay-per-view? December like, to this de- Yeah, December to this member. Which is funny because I think... Uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm going to cough right on the microphone this time. I believe Cindy Shaw... I, I don't... She was either murdered in September... Or Cindy Shaw, the one we were just talking about. She was murdered either in the very end of 1972 in December or the very beginning of 73. But I think it was the very beginning of 73. So yeah, not making light of the the victims dying, just, just go ahead. Wordplay. 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 So the again, Cindy's head is placed in the garden, looking up, buried in the garden, looking up at the mother's window. The rest of her body was cut up with a power saw and thrown off a cliff. <laughs> Why so, a cliff? I don't like, know. He, he must have had this weird thing. Like he needs to do these. Like why throw it off a cliff? Why not just put it in a bag and toss it like? Mm-hmm. somewhere why like uh, okay less than a month after th- that one edmund and his mother got into an argument which sent sent edmund off she was like ed stop throwing shit off a cliff i told you before if i told you once i'll tell you oh go ahead so man, at this point everybody's like okay somebody's killing hitchhikers 
people are kind of like, okay, something's going on here. And Edmund gets in a fight with his mother. And a lot of people believe that a lot of these victims were stand-ins for Edmund's mother. He was taking out the anger and frustration he had with his mother on these victims. And Rosalind Thorpe and Allison Lou were no different. And as I was saying, the area was wise to a killer possibly preying on hitchhikers and specifically college students or younger than that in the area at the time. So the people who worked at the school nearby, the University of California, Santa Cruz, cautioned that they should only enter cars if the cars had a university parking sticker on them. Guess what had a university parking sticker on it? Tell me. Edmund Kemper's Ford Galaxy. No way. Way. And so Kemper abducts Rosalind Thorpe and Allison Liu, shoots and kills both of them, and then went through his typical routine. By the way, two Wayne's World's jokes in one show. Really? Yeah. What was the first? What was the first one? Uh, was her name Kim Worthy? And I said, "We're not." Oh worthy. yeah. Oh man, we're uh, we're all over Wayne's World today. So Kemper uh, defiled their corpses and their and decapitated bodies and in, in his mother's home. Same. This is his mo now. And he later had a quote about this. There's a book uh, by a, a writer Peter Vronsky. It's called Serial Killers: The Method and Madness of Monsters. And he quoted Kemper quite a bit in this uh, this book. So he said that, uh, this is again a direct quote from Evan Kemper, the head trip fantasies were a bit like a trophy, you know, the head is where everything is at, the brain, eyes, mouth, that's the person. I remember being told as a kid, you cut off the head and the body dies. The body is nothing after the head is cut off. Well, that's not quite true. There's a lot left in the girl's body without the head. Because he would cut off the heads and then have sex with the rest of the body. Right. Basically is what he's getting at there. So. Even though. Technically, he has more holes in the head. Yeah. But he may have had a big penis. He was a large man. He was a very large man. He was a large man. So all these murders are building to something. And that something's going to happen on Good Friday, 1973. This is the murder Edmund Kemper has been building to all his life. And he should have gave, gave up killing for Lent. Well, he didn't. He didn't. Well, actually, isn't Good Friday when Lent's over? Yeah, but he was still doing it anyway. Yeah, I guess so. So uh, Edmund and his mother had words when he came to her house that morning. And then she went off and went to sleep. When she was asleep, Kemper smashed his 52-year-old mother with a claw hammer. And that was the first part of the attack. I think that's what killed her. He then, like, By the way, that sounds like a 70s like rock group. Claw hammer? Claw hammer. Yeah. I think they're touring with uh, Crowbot and Steel Panther this, yeah. this fall. And you ready for some claw hammer? So after he, he hits her with a claw hammer, he cuts her throat and eventually cut her head clean off. Kemper then put her larynx down the garbage disposal and simulated fellatio with his mother's severed head. Okay. We're getting extra weird here. Not finished, Edmund called over Sally Hallett, who was a friend of his mother's, strangled her, and then hid her body in a closet. Knowing that this murder would be tied to him, Kemper left town, and he wound up in Colorado. But once he got into Colorado, he called the police to confess. At first, the officers didn't believe him, and they told him to call back. (laughs) Okay. And so he did. He called back, and this time he wound up talking to one of the cops that knew him from the bar, and he admitted to not just killing his mom and and his mom's friend, but the six, six hitchhiker killings. And the and as far as why he did this, the Peter Vronsky book I was just talking about. Also has a quote from Kemper about why he surrendered when he did. Quote, the original purpose was gone. 
it wasn't serving any physical or real or emotional purpose. It was just a pure waste of time. Emotionally, I couldn't handle it much longer. Toward the end there, I started feeling the folly of the whole damn thing. At the point of near exhaustion, near collapse, I just said to hell with it and called it all off. Hmm. So... So do you think that it was like, it was just his mom the whole time? I think that's what drove him, and I think once he killed his mom... That it was uh, it was gone. I think he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So so not not trying to be the you know this person, but had he had just killed his mom early on, mm-hmm. it may have uh, like qualmed all of that. It's it's possible. Yeah, it's mm. very possible. And so post arrest, his defense naturally tries to mount an insanity plea. It doesn't work. That only works when you kill Harvey Milk. Uh, so Kemper was found guilty on all eight counts of murder. Kemper, who had tried to kill himself two times while in police custody, asked for death by torture as his sentence. But at this time, capital punishment was suspended in California, and Edmund Kemper was sentenced to life in prison. And much like his time as a juvenile, he's seen to this day, he's been in prison for almost 40 years. Uh, well, actually over 40 years, almost 50 years. He's seen as a model prisoner. He actually, for at, at one point, just uh, I believe in 2016, in the entire time he's been in prison, he got his first like kind of strike on his record because he refused to submit to a search at one point for some reason. But by and large, he helped schedule activities and appointments for other prisoners. He, he actually spent thousands of hours over 10 years from the late 70s, well into the 80s, working for a prison group called the Volunteers of Vacaville, which is a service where inmates would record books before, like, audiobooks are very cheap and very prevalent, they would have prison inmates record books that would then be uh, given out free of charge on cassette tape for, like, blind people that couldn't read. Mm. And there are, like, little audio clips circulating around of Edmund Kemper reading books. And in the early days of the FBI's profiling unit, agents spent plenty of time interviewing Kemper, who, as you can tell, is an open book. He likes to talk to the media. He likes to talk to people. He's very open about his crimes. His insight is seen as um, helping provide a much clearer picture of the criminal mind. Ted Bundy was another person he interviewed a lot. And most recently, we've mentioned this earlier, he has been a big part, a fictionalized version of Edmund Kemper, has been a big, big part of the Netflix series Mindhunter, where Cameron Britton drew critical acclaim for his role as Big Ed. And I agree, he is excellent. I've only seen the first season, but Cameron Britton is amazing on that show. And there's also the fictional side of things. Uh, Edmund Kemper has been the inspiration for several fictional characters. The most popular one is definitely Buffalo Bill from The Silence of the Lambs. And also um, Edgler Vest from Dean Kuntz's book Insanity is based on Edmund Kemper, who is now 70 years old. He remains behind bars and likely will be in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, um... It's weird. It's something like that. Somebody like that. I, I would like to just sit there and talk to him. Yeah. Pick pick their brain. That's not the right. Yeah, it's, it's, at least he's not. Actually, I was going to say at least he's not a cannibal, but they said they gave him truth serum and he admitted to being a cannibal, but then he later recanted that. And I don't know how well truth serum actually works, especially in the early 70s. Right. Yeah, but but I would like to sit there and kind of just see, like, what the fuck, man? And, and that's what draws people to the, like guys like this and, and, and serial killers in general, because it's like, what does go through their head? 
And, and, and I think that's natural. I think it's a natural curiosity. It's just like you were saying before, it's when it gets to a point where, where you're kind of idol worshiping them and, and, and stuff like that, it, 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 you cross the line of them being disrespectful to the victims. I'm just a disrespectful piece of shit, really, BP. I think that's what it comes down to. I try not to be, but, you know. It is what it is. So, all right. Well, I guess it's time for us to go. Nope. It's time uh, to do this. If you uh, have any questions, yep, that's comments, right. Oh, Hit it. It's time for another game of Who Died the Worst. It's who died the worst. Who died the worst? The game where I give you three deaths and you tell me which of these three died the worst. It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the first. The name of the game is who died the worst. I like it. I like the rhyme. Thank you. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. Death number one is Sylvester H. Roper. He did it. He was. (laughs) Okay. Mr. Roper. He uh, he was an inventor by trade. He invented a type of padlock early on. He invented. He should uh, have invented a better name. Okay, maybe Sylvester H. Furley. Mm. So Roper had also invented a steam-powered bicycle at the end of the 19th century, and that bicycle was quite fast. It pedaled as quickly as 40 miles per hour. While trying out his own invention, Roper fell off the bike and later died. The cause of death was later determined to be cardiac arrest, which many believed may have been from this motorized bicycle forcing his legs to pedal 40 miles an hour. So death number one is being exercised to the point of exhaustion and cardiac arrest by your own invention. That is death number one. Death number two is Monica Myers. And Monica Myers, at the time of her death, was the mayor of Betterton, Maryland. And as the mayor, she would inspect things. She would just make sure things were on the up and up in tip-top shape. And she did this at the uh, at Betterton's largest wastewater treatment plant. She was inspecting an aeration tank. Uh, she was up above it when she slipped on the catwalk and fell into the sewage treatment tank and wound up being found dead floating in sewage. So, death number two is death by drowning in sewage. Poo-poo. Shit. Yeah, I know, I know, I know what it is. Duty. Death number three. Guano. Guano, yeah. Human guano. Death number three. Isn't guano just bat shit? I believe it is bat shit. Yeah, Spanish for bat shit. Death number three is... Elazar Averin, he did it. Who was a Maccabean soldier during the revolt uh, against the Romans in pre-Jesus history, and Averin is said to have charged his spear through the belly of a war elephant, a Roman war elephant, killing it. Unfortunately, the elephant then fell and crushed Averin to death. <laughs> so, death number one, just to go back, is uh, my you- mouth just laugh farted. By the way, <laughs> you did a laugh fart. I-, I don't know what that was. I went- I don't know, but a mayor just drowned in it. Dude. That. 
poo poo. Poo poo. Stinkies. Let's just not. <laughs> I gotta go make goaties. Goaties. Mookie stinks. So death number one, again, just to refresh your memory, is inventing a steam-powered bicycle, which then makes you pedal so fast that you die of exhaustion. Death number two is drowning in sewage in a sewage tank. Death number three is stabbing a war elephant to death, but then the elephant falls on you and kills you. And what was the reason that that, that the person was in the... Like, why did... They die in the sewage. She was the mayor of the town, and she right. was inspecting the tank from inspecting above. She was on tank. a catwalk okay. and fell right. off the catwalk right. into the sewage tank. Right, 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 right. And right. drowned. Okay, so I have my winner. Okay. All right, we're going to do process of elimination. Mm-hmm. One. Um, I'm going to... Th- the first one is going to go is the war elephant one. Okay. How dare you stab an elephant, you piece of shit. Well, the elephant was trying to kill him, I believe. It's a war elephant. Of course it was. Yeah. But, but it's a fucking majestic elephant. Would you eat an elephant? Yes, of okay. course I would. The only elephants that I hate are representative representative of a political party. Okay. You like that donkey? No, I don't. Uh, I'm just joking. Okay. Um, so now we're down to the poop drowner and the bicycle guy. Okay. Bicycle guy is gone, which then leaves your winner as... The poop drown. Poop poo. Drowning in... Uh, yeah, here, here's why. Because... Um, by the way, uh, going back to the other thing, I, I, I hate both political parties, really. Okay. I hate the DNC and I hate the Republicans. Uh, fuck, fuck both of them, really. Um, but I'll definitely vote for a fucking... You know, you know right, who I'm going to vote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so, fuck that one. That They're gone. Then the first one, the bike one, it's, you kind of, you don't know that it's going to do it, but you're doing it to yourself. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, that's for one and two. So it's really like, here's the, th- here's why, why two wins for me. Uh huh. Because she's doing it for the, for, for her, for the town. Yes. You know what I mean? She's inspecting this for the town. Mm-hmm. Try to keep y'all motherfuckers safe. And then she winds up. And then she takes one for the team. As Private Pile said, she was in a world of shit. Right. Yeah. Mookie stinks. So there you have it. Goaties. Goaties. Yeah. So uh, that's the first ever Thursday episode of Murder My Dude in the Books. I think it was a successful one. I enjoyed it. I hope you did too. If you did, tell somebody. First of all, uh, go to whatever service you're using, preferably iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It's not called iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts? Apple Podcasts. Yeah, head over to Apple Podcasts. Uh, a five-star review would go a long way. Yeah, we yeah, would yeah. Really appreciate Five that. star. Not one star. Five. Don't um, give us a one star. Somebody gave us a one star. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. I'd never in my life. Are we supposed to not acknowledge that and pretend like... No, some, 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 somebody didn't agree with what we said about guns, so gave us a one-star review. That's the truth of the matter. Those are the breaks. Yeah, that's the fact of the matter. Somebody that's not even, like, a fan of the show, I guess you can do that. It's, it's your yeah, right. That's what it's for. It's yeah. your right to listen to five minutes of a show and go, I hate this, um, you know, I'm going to give them one star. It's that your- just means that the onus is on you, dear viewer. To counteract that one star 
with your five-star reviews. Absolutely. And while you're at it, tell somebody about us. Yeah. T- tell them to follow us on Twitter at MurderMyDude. Follow us on Instagram at MurderMyDude. Follow us on Facebook at PodcastMyDude. You, you can search MurderMyDude. It's there. But the actual URL is PodcastMyDude because yeah. you can't put murder in that URL. You can't do You can that. say it. We were wrong before. You can say it. But you can't put it in your URL. Yeah. And uh, I'm planning on trying to be more active on the Twitter and Facebook front here upcoming soon. And uh, should be some fun stuff going on there. We're going to have new merch coming up. Uh, coming soon. New logo idea. Um, so I'm going to just say right now, it was partially done by uh, Tate, who I promoted earlier. We did the uh, the ad for her shop. Um, she uh, So she did some of the the logo for me but i kind of tweaked it i try to you know i kind of changed it up a little bit um long story as to why we're not using the old logo uh but anyway there's the new one but anyway yeah there's gonna be new merch coming up yeah we're just there's, there's, there's always gonna be something changing and something new and something funky and fresh coming on the front or something like that i don't know Isn't i liked that? it yeah you like what I like new and fresh and funky and and all those things and uh we don't want to stay stagnant. You never, know what I mean? Never you start getting all stagnant. Stag stag me. Gross and lacy. Then mayors of towns will fall in you. Right. And stuff like that. Yeah. And then the win. Yeah. And while you're at Facebook, uh, another thing you should look up is called Long Live Rock and Roll. A benefit for lung cancer research. If you're in the coal country area, the local area, Schuylkill County, Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania, um, we brought them up before, but Crowbot is a a very prominent band here. They've got started to get a national, international uh, renown, but they did start in this area, and they're doing something. They're from they're from here in Pottsville. Yeah. And they're doing something that's uh, very close to their hearts. They're actually trying to raise... Their their goal is $5,000. And it's uh, to raise money for Cancer Sucks, which is a charity to to fight cancer. Uh, it's actually going to go to a local research facility. And Crowbot's going to be playing a, a set of Ronnie James Dio covers uh, this coming Saturday, a week and from it, it would, Saturday, September 7th. It would mean a lot to me, too, for you to uh donate or you know go like it would mean a lot to me if if people did it because i had cancer and i you know lots of people in my family had cancer so it's you know it's one of those deals if do it for me do it for your old buddy jackson so yeah if you are in the area uh september 7th uh which will be a week from this coming saturday if you're listening to us relatively soon they're going to be playing uh they're gonna have a comedian there uh the lead singer will be doing an an acoustic oh they're gonna have a comedian cheesefoot yeah yeah cheesefoot's gonna be there now even if you can't make it if you go on that that page uh, again look it up on facebook it is called uh long live rock and roll a benefit for lung cancer research you can actually donate if you're across the country across the world we have listeners in germany the uk we have listeners not just here uh, california even that is the united states so yeah if you even just give a few bucks it's for a good cause check it out and then check us out. Yeah. Next week. No, no. Oh, don't check us out next week. No, don't. Never listen to us again. If you have any questions or comments, email us at murdermydude at gmail.com. I'm not listening to you. 
Go to projecthumanoid.com. Go to the questions and comments section. Leave us a nice comment. Ask us a nice question. Uh, Check out our podcast. Check out our buddy Nate Cole Cosby's podcast. Stand Upish. He's got a podcast called Stand Upish, which is his foray uh, into the world of stand-up comedy. Uh, He'll be documenting his, his, I don't know, just everything he's doing it's like a like a online journal like a podcast journal basically it's funny because i've toyed with that idea and you toyed with that idea we don't have the courage to do it obviously nate does he's building it up he's gonna do it's, it I think. it's it's so different it's it's a reverse type of thing where i think i've narrowed down what the problem is for me what's that standing up gotcha yeah you know they have stools let's sit down comedy then no, no, that's not why they call it. As, oh. as a matter of fact, uh, he talks about it in his latest episode of Stand Upish, mm-hmm. which uh, I turned him onto a book, uh, which you turned me onto. Okay, the comedians yeah. by Cliff Nesteroff, mm-hmm. and they talk about that in one of the chapters where uh, where the name Stand Up Comedy came from. It came from you know like gangsters saying like ah, that guy he's a stand up guy, yeah, and you know not actually because they're standing up on stage, right. Yeah, it's because he's a stand-up guy is where it came from. Uh, at least this is Nate's version. I don't remember um, if that because I didn't hear that part because I actually had the audio. Well, you had the audio book, and then I listened to it, but I didn't listen to. So that would have been probably early on. Yeah, very early in the that's, book. Or like that's like post uh, vaudeville. I always prefer to say a jam-up guy, but anyway, that's a that's a second time we've mentioned that Bret Hart reference <laughs> in this episode. Wow, so we have two Bret Hart uh, references, we have two Wayne's World references, and I think that there may have been two Groucho ones. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, but yeah, so check out Nate's podcast, Stand Upish. Um, yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. Like he Nate has the balls that we don't have. Right. I think it'd be completely different if we had the balls to get up there. Um so yeah, so check that out, supportprojecthumanoid.com. Uh, we have some other uh, stuff coming for you in the future with that. Uh, the merch page has to be updated. It will be. If you want to buy some of the old stuff that was there, be my guest. Go get it, it while it lasts. Yeah, be, be my we'll guest and a, get it. Have an earloom. We'll have uh, some some vintage shit on your hands. Yeah. Kind of like that lady when she drowned, she has some shit on her That's hands. That's twice now without. Maybe it was more. I don't know. It oh, it's counting. been a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Do you have anything else? Just to say one simple thing. We will see you next week with more murder. My. You know, I feel like we missed an opportunity. We were talking about the stool. We could have thrown it back to that lady that drowned in the shit.